chapter six of legends of saints and sinners this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. legends of saints and sinners by douglas hyde chapter six the adventures of blaethan preface the following interesting story which so far as i know has never been noted has come down to us in a late middle irish text from which i now translate it for the first time my attention was first called to it years ago by my friend dr nicholas o'donnell of melbourne an australian born and bred but a good irish scholar who made a transcript of the story for me from an irish manuscript which he picked up in australia it may well have been taken from a vellum for the initial letter is omitted and a great space left for the scribe to insert it in colours later on i have carefully compared the copy of the australian text with four other copies which i find in the royal irish academy the oldest of which however only dates from seventeen eighty eight but i found virtually no difference between them and it is evident that they are all drawn from the same original there seems to be no variant known there is an ancient poem of great interest bearing on this story called the colloquy between finton and the hawk of atchell it is in edgerton seventeen eighty two and the text was published in anecdota from irish manuscripts volume one page twenty four but has never been translated finton who survived the flood holds colloquy with the bird which asked him about his life and finton asked the bird's age o hawk from cold atchell take a benison and a victory from the time you were born of an egg tell the number of the years of your life i'm of the same age as thou o finton son of bokra the bird asked finton since he was a poet and a prophet to tell him the greatest evils he had ever experienced we learn from the answer that the ancient salmon in our story was really a rebirth of finton himself and it is exceedingly interesting to find the wily old crow who ate laethan's young ones appear upon the scene again as a leading personage in another drama finton tells how the creator placed him in the cold streams in the shape of a salmon how he frequented the boyne the bush the band the suck the sewer the shannon the slaney the liffey etc etc at last he came to Assaro. a night i was on the wave in the north and i at seal frequented Assaro. i never experienced a night like that from the beginning to the end of my time i could not remain in the waterfall i give a leap it was no luck for me the ice comes like blue glass between me and the pool of the son of Modharn there comes a crow out of cold atchell above the inver of Assaro. i shall not hide it though it is a thing to keep as a secret he swept away with him one of my eyes the gall or blind one of Assaro, has clung to me as a name from that night rough the deed i am ever since without my eye no wonder for me to be aged it was i who swallowed thy eye o finton i am the grey hawk who bees alone in the waste of atchell finton demands eric recompense for his eye but the implacable old crow answers little eric would i give thee o finton son of bokra the soft but that one remaining eye 
in the withered head quickly would i swallow it of one morsel the bird goes on to tell finton about the various battles it had seen in ireland as for the battle of moyatura in kong it was there thy twelve sons fell to see them awesome was the blow and i gnawed off each fresh body either a hand or one foot or one eye the old crow it was who carried off the hand of nuad covered with rings which had been lopped off in the slaughter and which was replaced later on by a silver hand whence the king of the tuatha de danan received the cognomen of nuad of the silver hand but his real hand was the plaything of the crow's young for seven years he recounts all the eyes he had picked out of heroes heads after famous fights it was he too who perched upon kutchu lane's shoulder when dying he had bound himself to the standing stone but though his life had almost departed from him the hero pierced him with his cleton curate or hero's little quill i came above the hero as his countenance was darkening in death to eat his eyes it was not an errand of luck i stooped my head he feels me on his face he raises up his weakening hand he puts his hero's little quill through my body at the first effort i take a troubled flight to innes guide across the valid sea and draw forth from myself rough the task the hard tough shaft of the dartlet the head remains in my body it tortured my heart sorely sound i am not since that day and i conceal it not since i am old it was i who slew great the tidings the solitary crane that was in moyliana and the eagle of druim Briac, who fell by me at the famous ford it was i who slew pleasant the supper the solitary crane a blue innis gaid it was i who chewed beneath my comb the two full fat birds of laethin it was i who slew royal the rout the slender black foot of sleeve fuaid the black bird of drum segsa of the streams died in the talons of my daughter it is plain then that this ancient poem found in edgerton seventeen eighty two and in the book of fermoy actually presupposes our story and has a close connection with it the story a gentle noble renowned patron there was of a time in the land of ireland whose exact name was Ciaran of cluan a good faith had he in the mighty lord one day Ciaran bade his clerics to go look for thatch for his church on a saturday of all days and those to whom he spake were sailmen son of beogan and maolan son of naoe for men submissive to god were they twain so far as their utmost diligence went and many miracles were performed for maolan as Ciaran said in the stanza maolan son of naoe the cleric his right hand be for our benison if the son of naoe desired it to work miracles like every saint and moreover sailman son of baogan he was the same man of whom for wisdom for piety and for religion Ciaran spake the stanza sailman melodious son of baogan a faith godlike and firm no blemish is in his body his soul is an angel he was the seventh son of the sons of Bigan of Bern, and those men were the seven psalmists of Kieran, so that from them are the youth's cross on the Shannon, and the other youth's cross on the high road to Clonmacnoise named. 
howsoever the clerics fared forth alongside the shannon until they reached cluane doime there they cut the full of their little curragh of white-bottomed green-topped rushes but before they had done they heard the voice of the cleric's bell at the time of vespers on sunday so they said that they would not leave that place until the day should rise on them on monday and they spake the lay as follows the voice of a bell i heard in cluan on sunday night defeating us i shall not depart since that has been heard until monday after the sunday on sunday did god shape out heaven on that day was the king of the apostles born on sunday was born mary mother of the king of mercy on sunday i say it was born victorious john baptist by the hand of god in the stream in the east was he baptized on sunday on sunday moreover it is a true thing the son of god took the captivity out of hell on a sunday after the battle shall god deliver the judgment of the last day on a sunday night we think it melodious the voice of the cleric i hear the voice i hear of a bell on drum diobrade above the pool the voice of the bell i hear making me to postpone return the voice of the bell i hear bringing me to cluan by thy hand o youth and by the king who created thee my heart thinks it delightful the bell and the voice howbeit the clerics abode that night where they were for the love of the king of sunday now there occurred that night a frost and a prolonged snow and a rigour of cold and there arose wind and tempest and the elements for their scathe without as much as a bothy or a lean-to of a bed or a fire for them and surely were it not for the mercy of god protecting them round about it was not in the mind of either of them that he should be alive on the morrow after that night with all they experienced of oppression and terror from the great tempest of that wild weather so that they never remembered their acts of piety or to say or sing a prayer nor could they sleep or rest for their senses were turned to foolishness for they had never seen the like or the equal of that storm and of the bad weather of that night for the venom of its cold and moreover for the bitterness of the morning which followed it and as they were there on the morning of the next day they heard a gentle low lamentable woe-begone conversation of grief above their heads on high on a tall wide extended cliff and the meaning was revealed to them through the virtue of their holiness and although much evil and anxiety had they suffered still they paid attention to the conversation and observed it and they between whom the conversation was were these namely an eagle who was called laethan and a bird of her birds in dialogue with her piteously and complainingly lamenting their cold state pitifully sadly grievously and said the bird to the eagle laethan said he do you ever remember the like of this morning or of last night to have come within thy knowledge before i do not remember said laethan that i ever heard or saw the like or the equal of them since the world was created and do you yourself remember or did you ever hear of such weather said the eagle to the bird there are people who do remember said the bird who are they said the eagle dub cho sak the black-footed one of bin galban that is the vast-sized stag of the deluge who is at bin galban and he is the hero of oldest memory of all those of his generation in ireland confusion on thee and scathe surely thou knowest not that and now although that stag be far away from me i shall go to see him to find if i may get any knowledge from him therewith laethan went off lightly yet was she scarcely able to rise up on high with the strength of the bad weather and no more could she go low with the cold of the 
day and with the great abundance of the water and though it was difficult for her she progressed lightly and low flying and no one living could reveal or make known all that she met of evil and of misery going to ben Galban, looking for the black foot and she found the small-headed swift-footed stag scratching himself against a bare oak ramp hike and laethan descended on a corner of the ramp pike beside him and she saluted the stag in his own language and asks him was he the blackfoot the stag said that he was and laethan spoke the lay well for you o blackfoot on ben Galban high many moors and marshes leap you lightly by hounds no more shall hunt you since the fenians fell feeding now untroubled on from glen to glen tell me stag high-headed saw you ever fall such a night and morning you remember all the stag answers i will give you answer laethin wise and grey such a night and morning never came my way tell me blackfoot said laethin what is thy age i shall tell thee said the blackfoot i remember this oak here when it was a little sapling and i was born at the foot of the oak sapling and i was reared upon that couch of moss at its foot until i was a mighty great stag and i loved this abode ever through my having been reared here and the oak grew after that till it was a giant oak and i used to come and constantly scratch myself against it every evening after my journeyings and goings during the day and i used always to remain beside it in such wise till the next morning and if i had to make a journey or were hotly hunted i used to reach the same tree so that we grew up with one another until i became a mighty great stag and this tree became the bare withered rampike which you see so that it is now only a big ruined shapeless stump without blossom or fruit or foliage to-day its period and life being spent now i have let a long period of years go by me yet i never saw never heard tell of in all that time the like of last night laethin departs to return to his birds after that and on his reaching home the other bird spoke to him have you found out what you went to inquire about i have not said laethin and she began to revile the bird for all the cold and hardships she had endured but at last she said who do you think again would know this thing for me said laethin i know that said the bird dubguire the black caller of clonford of barachin well then i shall go seek him and although that was far away from her yet she proceeded until she reached clonfort of st barachin and she was observing the birds until they had finished their feeding and were returning home and then laethin saw one splendid bird beautifully topped victorious looking of the size of a blackbird but of the brightness of a swan and as soon as it came into its presence laethin asked it whether it were dubguire it said that it was it was a marvel to laethin when it said that it was namely that the blackbird should be white and laethin spake the lay how is that o dubguire sweet is thy warbling often hast thou paid thy calls throughout the blue-leaved forest in clonfurth of the bright streams and by the full plain of the liffey and from the plain of the liffey coming from the east to kill there behind it from that thou departest to thy nest in the kill which bridget blessed sure was it for thee to overleap every hedge till thou camest to the townland in which barachin was o dubguire tell to me and to count up all thy life the like of yesterday morning didst thou ever experience it o dubguire dubguire answers to me my full life was three hundred years before barachin the lifetime of barachin i spent added thereto i was enduring in lasting happiness since the time that lughade of the blades 
was for a while in the sovereignty of our island i never experienced by sea or by land such weather as that which laethan mentions in his lay well then my own errand to thee said laethan is to inquire if thou didst ever experience or remember to have seen or to have heard that there ever came such a morning as yesterday for badness i do not remember that i ever saw such said dubguar or anything like it as for laethan she was sad and sorrowful for those tidings did not help her and she proceeded on her way till she reached her nest and birds what have you to tell us to-day said the bird may you never have luck nor fortune said laethan i have no more news for you than i had when departing except all my weariness from all the journeyings and wanderings which you contrived to get me to take without my getting any profit or advantage out of you and with that she gave a greedy venomous drive of her beak at the bird so that she had like to have made a prey and flesh-torn spoil of it with vexation at all the evil and misery she had experienced going to kill there so that the bird screeched out loudly and pitifully and miserably a while after that laethan said it's a pity and a grief to me if any one in ireland knows that there ever came a night worse than that night that i myself do not know of it well then indeed there is one who knows says the bird gall of ease ruaid that is the blind one of Asero, and another name of him is the agni of athshanech that is the salmon of Ballyshannon, and it is certain that he knows about that if any one in the world knows about it it is hard for me to go the way you tell me said laethin yet should i like exceeding well to know about this thing howsoever she set out and she never came down until she reached Asero of mac Madhurn, and she began observing and scrutinizing Asero until she saw the salmon feeding near the ford and she saluted him and said delightful is that old gall it is not with thee as with me for our woes are not the same and she spake the lay laethan speaks pleasant is that life of thine o gall with success many is the stream which thou hast adventured not the same for thee and for us if we were to relate our wanderings it is to thee that i have come from my house o blind one of Asero. how far doth thy memory go back or how far is thy age to be reckoned the salmon answers as for my memory that is a long one it is not easy to reckon it there is not on land or in bush a person like me none like me but myself alone i remember it is not a clear-cut remembrance the displacing showers of the deluge four women and four men who remained after it in the world i remember patrick of the pens coming into the land of ireland and the firbolg manful the assembly coming from greece to take possession of it truly do i mind me of fintons coming into the country close to me for men were the crew of his ship and an equal number of females i remember a gentle partholans taking the king's ship over ulster i remember a while before that glass son of aimbythe in amania i chanced to be one morning that was fair on this river olaethan i never experienced a morning like that either before it or after it i gave a leap into the air under the brow of my hard rock here and before i came down into my house of water this pool was one flag of ice the bird of prey seized me above the land with a furious ungentle onslaught and bore away my clear blue eye to me it was not a pleasant world well now my own object in coming to thee said laethan was to inquire of thee whether thou dost ever remember such a morning as was yesterday indeed saw i such a morning quoth gall i remember the coming of the deluge and i remember the coming of partholan and of fintan and the children of nymhid and the fir bulge 
and the tuatha de danan and the Formorians and the sons of milesius and patrick son of alpron and i remember how ireland threw off from her those troops and i remember a morning that was worse than that morning another morning not speaking of the great showers out of which the deluge fell and the deluge left only four men and four women namely noe son of lame fiad and his wife and sem cam and japhet and their three wives for in truth that was the crew of the ark and neither churchman nor canon reckoned that god left undestroyed in the world but those four however wise men truly recount that god left another four keeping knowledge and tribal descent and preserving universal genealogies for god did not wish the histories of the people to fade and so he left fenton son of laim fiad towards the setting of the sun south keeping an account of the west of the world and moreover friomsa ferd hakta keeping the lordship of the north and the prophet and the ispa duly ordering the history of the south and those are they who were alive outside of the ark and i remember all those people and laethin said gaul i never saw the like of that morning for venom except one other morning that was worse than the morning that you speak of and worse than any morning that ever came before it it was thus one day i was in the spool and i saw a beautifully coloured butterfly with purple spots in the air over my head i leaped to catch it and before i came down the whole pool had become one flag of ice behind me so that when i fell back it bore me up and then there came the bird of prey to me on his seeing me in that condition and he gave a greedy venomous assault on me and plucked the eye out of my head and only for my weight he would have lifted me and he threw the eye into the pool and we both wrestled together until we broke the ice with the violence of the struggle and with the heat of the great amount of crimson red blood that was pouring from my eye so that the ice was broken by that so that with difficulty i got down into the pool again and that is how i lost my eye and it is certain no laethin said gaul that that was by far the worst morning that i ever saw and worse than this morning that thou speakest of now as for the clerics they took counsel with one another and determined to await the eagle's return that they might know what she had to relate however they experienced such hardships and anguish from the cold and misery of the night and they could not despite their resolution endure to abide this eagle's return so maelan the cleric said i myself beseech the powerful lord and the chosen trinity that the eagle laethin may come with the knowledge she receives to clonmacnoise and tell it to kiaren and therewith they themselves departed now as for gaul the salmon he asked laethin after that who was it that sent her in pursuit of that knowledge it was the second bird of my own birds that is sad said gaul for that bird is much older than thou or than i either and that is the bird that picked my eye out of me and if he had desired to make thee wise in these things it would have been easy for him that bird said he is the old crow of atchel and its talons have got blunted with old age and since its vigour and energy and power of providing for itself have departed from it its way of getting food is to go from one nest to another smothering and killing every bird's young and eating them and so thou shalt never overtake thy own birds alive and o beloved friend best friend that i ever saw if thou only succeedest in catching him alive on thy return remember all the tricks he has played thee and avenge thy birds and thy journeyings and thy wanderings upon him and then too mind thee to avenge my eye laethin bade farewell to gaul and off she went the self same way she had come in a mighty swift course for she felt certain now that she would not overtake her birds alive in her nest and good cause had she for that dread for she had only found the place of the nest wanting its birds they having been eaten by the crow of atchel so that all laethon got as the result of her errand was the loss of her birds 
but the old crow of actual had departed after its despoiling the nest so that leothin did not come upon it neither did she know what way it had gone another thing too leothin had to go every monday owing to the cleric's prayer to clon mac noise there the eagle perched upon the great pinnacle of the round tower of clon mac noise and revealed herself to the holy patron namely kiaran and kiaran asked her for her news and leothin said she was not more grieved at her wanderings and her loss than at that thereupon kiaran said that he would give her the price and reward of her story-telling namely every time that her adventures should be told if it were stormy or excessive rain that was in it at the time of telling it should be changed into fine sky and good weather and leothin said that it was understood by her all along that it was not her birds or her nest she would receive from him and since that might not be she was pleased that her journeyings and wanderings should not go for nothing and thereupon leothin related her goings from the beginning to the end just as we have told them above so those are the adventures of leothin thus far End of chapter six